On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Mark Graham from CommonSkew about going online for events. Welcome to a brand new edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today, we were trying to figure it out, third, fourth, fifth time. He's a repeat guest. He's a rock star in the industry for sure. He's the co-founder, president, and chief brand officer of Common Skew. He's also my really good friend, Mark. Mark Graham, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. It's awesome to be here, man. Uh, thank you so much. And I think it is number four, but I, I don't know what I've done to, to be asked back uh, so many times, but uh, hopefully we don't uh, disappoint the listeners. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. So I just want to start by saying welcome to the new world, right? Like yeah. uh, we are certainly, what, what is it like? It's unprecedented, difficult, challenging. That's the, the buzzwords in all marketing, right? But one thing I noticed early on with you guys in the Common Skew community is that you were you, you started super quick weeks ago doing virtual meetings and brainstorming where you were putting people together. Why did you decide to do that? I think it was a spinoff from our weekly meetings that we were doing as a team. Mm-hmm. So we have a weekly meeting uh, where most of it's in person, 9.30 on Monday mornings. Uh, most of our offices, or most of our team is in Toronto, and we've got a few that are uh, that that work uh, in other parts of Canada and the U.S. And so we wanted to replicate that experience. Uh, so 9:30 Mondays, instead of it being in person, it was now all virtual. Everyone was working from home, and it was a really amazing experience. It was very efficient. Uh, we laughed, we cried, we shared numbers, we rallied the troops, all that stuff. Yep. And then after that first meeting. I think we came up with the idea and said, this shouldn't just be our team. We should do this for the common skew community. And because I'm sure that there's folks that are out there that are doing well, I'm sure that others are not doing so well, but let's put together this environment where we can share best practices. We can come together and sort of a group hug kind of environment. And for an hour, um, use it as an opportunity to connect, but then also share best practices and, and try to deliver value uh, to one another over the course of 60 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't want to take ourselves too seriously. And to be honest, I thought that it would last for maybe two or three weeks. At the time, we thought that this this virus would be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we're still at home, what, uh, seven or eight weeks later. And uh, and uh, it's it's been every Wednesday at four o'clock Eastern, and we've had an absolute blast. Uh, some people like to open some cocktails, and uh, no. it's the it's the end of the day, <laughs> at least for those that are on the East Coast. And it's been a really uh, really exciting thing. Something I really look forward to. Yeah, it really has been. I remember, you know, when before this all started, the idea of meeting virtually and having a cocktail sounds absurd. Now I so look forward to it. It's it's just the the way that's changed has been interesting. So you guys have also leveraged in-person events for Common Skew in your business. And you just recently you've pivoted to create an online SKUCon, which is interesting to me. So tell me about that and why you decided to go down that road. Well, it's in, it is interesting you ask. Uh, certainly some of it was influenced by the success of these weekly meetings that we were that we yeah. were hosting. But what's interesting, Kirby, is we looked at an an online virtual event, uh, which we toyed with it about six months ago, um, because we'd had SKU Camp, 
We had SKUCon, they were successful uh, events, but we recognize that one of the limitations of an in-person event is that you have capacity just by virtue of the number of seats that can physically fit in a, in a, in a building. And we asked ourselves, what would it look like if we were to do something virtual um, and where we would not have that same capacity limitation? And we were excited about it, but then we got to this point where we were like, I don't think people are going to focus. I don't think people are going to be as into this. I think that some people are going to look at this and say, oh, this is not nearly as good as SKU Camp or SKUCon. Right. So I'm just going to go and half pay attention and sit in my emails uh, for half right. the time. And, and that really concerned us. And we also looked at our own experience of having attended so many webinars over right. the years. And we're like, you know what? We're, if we were to be honest with ourselves, we're kind of looking at our emails too, unless yeah. this webinar is really, really amazing, but most of them are pretty standard. Right. So that was about six months ago. That, that was the history. And we got about 75% to, towards planning this and then ultimately kiboshed it because we just couldn't convince ourselves that the customer, the attendee would be engaged or would care about it. Now things are a little bit different. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> people are stuck at home, and you know it's been amazing for us to have hosted a bunch of uh, online events like we just talked about. Mm -hmm. But I've also attended a bazillion of these events in the last seven or eight weeks, and I've seen ones that have been incredible, and I've seen some ones that have been lackluster. But I've been really surprised by the ones that have been very engaging, and I found myself. 100% engaged, not distracted by email. And I looked at that and I was like, maybe now this is the time to take advantage of what's happening in the world. Um, let's leverage uh, some interesting content and let's put it together on a great platform that encourages it, this, sorry, encourages this interaction and engagement. And that I think is the right formula. So we came up with this concept, as they said, we borrowed it from about six months ago. So we had some planning in the works. And then we launched it a couple weeks ago and uh, the response has been tremendous. Uh, the event's on May 21st, so it hasn't happened yet. I can't tell you whether it was success, a success <laughs> or not. Uh, but um, based on the registrations and the engagement, um, it's bigger than anything we've ever done in person, which is maybe not surprising, but also very, very encouraging. Yeah. And uh, we can't wait for it. It's been, uh, it's really given the team a huge, huge boost. Well, we've all been working from home and uh, people are really excited about putting it on. Yeah, I love the, because I, I, you know, when I first saw it, um, A, you guys always create a vibe around the community. And so, you know, I know that that would be a concern doing something online, but I, you know, you guys are innovating in this way and I thought it was pretty ambitious. And you know me, and I, I respect the heck out of that if you're willing to throw yourself out there and see how it's going to go. So I'm excited. I'm signed up. And so yeah. you know me. Well, I'll give you my feedback. <laughs> you, you definitely will. Yeah, I'm always a little bit nervous to get it. But, uh, I, you know, I, I just think at the end of the day, we're at a really unique time in our industry. Um, I think that our industry has always been great at, at sharing and uh, sharing best practices with each other. Mm -hmm. And I just think the time, the time is now for this and the ability for us to educate ourselves out of this crisis. Uh, there's never been a better opportunity for it. So if we can play a small role in helping people do that, then that's what uh, SKUCon at Home is all about. No, I love it. So my final question for you, I'm curious because you have your fingertips in the industry because of the, just the nature of common skew and, and, and 
working with suppliers, working with distributors, all that sort of thing. So I'm curious during this time of the crisis, what are some cool things that you were hearing that other businesses are doing to provide value or engage or anything like that? So I've seen a, a, a bunch of things, um, and I'll give a couple of examples. So there's a company called Rowboat Creative, really creative, interesting uh, agency style distributorship that's based in Chicago. And they did a partnership with the Chicago Blackhawks, the hockey team, yeah. um, around setting up an online store um, with, it's actually a pretty simple concept, but quite powerful. Um, setting up an online store uh, with limited edition merchandise that's been printed by them. Um, that is acting as a fundraising vehicle for a local uh, charity uh, in Chicago around COVID-19 relief. Hmm. Wow. And what, what's really interesting about this, and, and there's a couple of other distributors that are doing something similar, is that it is this fantastic win-win-win scenario. So hmm. number one, you're driving merchandise sales. In this case, uh, all the proceeds are going towards charity. Um, which is which is great. But what I love about this is that merchandise is really front and center, which is our business. And yeah. it's showing the world, the end clients and end consumers, that merchandise has got this wonderful ability to uh, be this vehicle for emotional connection, but it's also this amazing vehicle for fundraising and doing great things. Yeah. Um, and I think what it's doing at a time when our industry needs it the most is is shining the spotlight on the great products that 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 we uh, that we can provide. So cheers to Robo Creative for doing that. Yeah. Um, there's a company in Indiana uh, or sorry Indianapolis I uh, I should say uh, Screenbroidery that's doing something similar where they're raising funds through online sales, and again it's showcasing the work that they're doing, which I'm sure will be phenomenal marketing engine for them going yeah. forward. Even though the proceeds right now are being donated to charity. But it's uh, but it's wonderful. And there's one more example that I've that I've seen on the supplier side that really caught my eye. Um, Charles River has donated, I think, something north of forty thousand masks. Wow! And it's it's amazing to me uh, how suppliers are coming together to tap into their supply chains yeah. to do good. And these are companies that have done good well before this. But I just look at this, and it just it's so inspiring. And, uh, and so I wanted to give you an example on the distributor and the supplier side as to what our industry is doing to really step up and, um, and, and do good in the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great examples, my friend. As always, uh, you've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? I do. I do. And it's always, it's kind of a two-parter here, Kirby. You know, I always like to break the rules here. But, uh, <laughs> I love it. So we, so new habits. So I'm sure that you've formed some new habits while mm -hmm. you've been stuck at home in quarantine. And I'm curious if you can share what habits you will continue in both your business life and your personal life that you will continue once things return to normal. Yeah, that's a super good question. And so I'll start with sort of 10,000 feet and then I'll kind of get into the weeds. But so one of the things that I found, I think that a lot of people went into this like kind of reboots session of their life where, okay, they've broken all routines. They're now working from home. They're not, you know, all that stuff. And many people I think kind of woke up and looked around and said, why am I doing things the way I'm doing? Um, and so they, they've, had the ability to use this opportunity to reset their life, recreate their life. And I think that's really good. What I have found for the most part, and it's been a really um, positive experience for me is that I realized that my life is 
I created it intentionally. And for the most part, I'm really, really happy. Like, mm. like people would say, well, now everybody's going to work from home. And I, I'm like, nope, I don't want to work from, and not that it was terrible, but I, I have the office that I like for a reason. And I really like the people I work with. And those are, yeah. those are, I don't think we give enough credence to realizing when you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, so there weren't like giant changes. Now, the one that comes to my mind that we did start doing that I thought that employees would hate and I didn't think I would like as well. We, we would meet once a week as a sales team on Mondays at 10 o'clock. So it sounds kind of familiar. We've actually started to meet every day virtually at 10 o'clock. And I, I kind of make it voluntary. Jump on if you can jump on or if you want to, whatever. And the response from the team has been really good. And what I found is things are changing so fast right now that if you miss a day, you sort of miss a lot. And we're yeah. only meeting for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and so that's one that I think that I would like to see us keep doing, whether I'm able to be on every call or not, because I feel like there's a lot of ideas shared. And you know, during a time when camaraderie is really important, there's a lot of that shared as well. So that's the thing that popped into my head when you asked, I'm like, Oh, I want to keep doing these meetings every day and we'll do them virtually because some, you know, with via sales team and stuff like that. So that's the one that pops in my head, if that makes sense. Well, and I think it's amazing how, how efficient you can be in one of these virtual meetings, mm -hmm. especially if you add video. And I think that surprised a lot of us. Yeah. Um, you know, a meeting that you could do in 15 minutes virtually uh, may have been a 45 to 60 minute meeting in person just because people are, you know, uh, just around. gabbing off. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say something that might have been, uh, you know, beat out of this, but, <laughs> but, but I, I, I love that. And I think that our industry is really going to evolve out of this uh, in, in, in a really great way because of some of these positive habits that I think will stick with us. And, uh, and, and that's a good thing. So that's a really glad to hear thing. it. Well, Mark, thank you again. I know I said at the beginning, but I really do appreciate you taking the time and it's always good to catch up, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. This was awesome. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. No!